Got a bad bitch on me. What? What? Got a bad bitch on me. She D T F. She tell me she D T F. I heard she D T F. What? And you ain't hanging with the team if you ain't down to fuck. Okay. Well, Lord, I'm Welcome to DTF, the Daryl Timory Fun Hour. The greatest sex education, comedy, sometimes game show, currently podcast in the known universe. Hi, my name is Dr. Timory. I'm your resident sexuality educator. And I'm uh, your color commentator, Daryl Charles. Woo! Weehaw! <laughs> you seem like unsure on what your role was. So you're starting really good. I'm I, uh, this is the comms uh, guy. This is the effect of... Uh, <laughs> having done uh the show for eight eight years and the podcast for th- three two mm. yeah uh I, I i always try to rely on my improv chops to come up with something brand new and uh coming up with color commentary made me think of colored commentary and it just made me giggle <laughs> okay <laughs> all right i'm excited for you there's the expectation. There's the explanation and uh, a, a glimpse into my brain. Uh, speaking of explanations, if y'all hear a bunch of like paper like crumbling, it is our uh, resident mascot, Duncan Idaho, mm. who is an absolute monster. It is my five-month-old kitten who is incorrigible and a demon spawned from hell. So but if you hear paper baby. rustling. Oh, yeah. Very cute baby. Oh, that's very much implied. (laughs) Who likes to uh, hang out in your underwear when you're on the toilet. He just claws me and forces me to bleed my own human blood. Look, uh, murder games. That's what cats do. It's true. It's true. He's he's ready, you know, and when he grows to be six feet long and he protects me from predators, I will be so glad that he spent all this time practicing. There you go. Go for the knees, Duncan. <laughs> yeah, if you hear anything, it is just definitely him playing murder right around me. So um, just envision the cutest thing you've ever seen. <laughs> it's so, yeah. He's batting okay. around um, an orb, a, a shiny orb that I got from Stoli Vodka. Shout out, they are not our sponsor. But <laughs> like, <laughs> shout out to Stoli for this little orb that my cat is playing with. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Well, if they do want to sponsor us, they certainly can. Still yeah, is welcome in, to. In fact, uh, you know, thank you for listening, and you know, please remember to uh, like, rate, and subscribe, and tag Stoli uh, <laughs> in mentions of this episode and this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. We tried for a long time to get who was it? We tried to get that you loved uh, the butterscotch. Oh, we yeah, Pinnacle. Oh. 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 I think they still follow me. I'm followed by a couple vodka brands. Nice. It was my. It was back in my back in back in the old days, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the hard days, the butterscotch <laughs> vodka days. <laughs> Those were the hard days. Okay. Man, <laughs> it was hard on my pancreas. I know that. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. I'm right, not well, even my liver, just my pancreas. Yeah, the the literature was like, I'm trying, I'm keeping up, I'm keeping up. They grew Uh, two sizes. They call that cirrhosis, but I call it uh, when the Grinch finally found love. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. The Grinch's heart is his liver, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. okay. That makes sense. Yeah, Uh, speaking of things that make sense, shall we talk about fucking on this here podcast? Yeah, because the Grinch never got no butt. That we know of, I don't know. He had a pretty, he had a pretty juicy booty though, actually, because he would no, lean no, no. over. Yeah, yeah, he had a butt, but he didn't yeah. get no butt. That we know of, yeah. Right, that we know of. I mean, it probably wouldn't have been uh, proper for the book. Probably in one of those books that uh, the family decided to never release. That got a oh, lot of people mad. That uh, is somehow even more scandalous than the racist ones. Like, amazing. no, but that was yeah, right. That's the yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, let's not speak of that any further. <laughs> let's see to our first regular segment, which is the fucking news. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it sounds 
like what it is, which is news about fucking. Uh, so this is actually really great news. We have a lot of good stuff for you today. So yeah. the f- the first story has to do with the fact that like condoms have obviously been around for a long time. They've been around for, uh, in fact, hundreds of years. And they have been approved by the FDA for uh, vaginal sex for quite a while. Uh, but the first condom ever that has been cleared uh, and approved for anal sex by the FDA, uh, it just happened. It literally just happened. Um, the FDA finally signed on for the marketing. The first condom labeled and made for anal sex. It's the one male condom, like O-N-E, like one, like the number, male condom. And it's a condom that's been around. It's not like it's a new product either. It's right. just that uh, they finally went through uh, specific enough testing for that purpose and uh, they're like yep okay you're good to go you're FDA authorized finally capitalism has caught up with condoms in the year of our lord 2022 yeah, yeah. That's, that's all that's all that this means to me it was like okay we finally have the proper uh, machine in place to make sure the right white people get their money <laughs> now yeah release the crackhead yeah i mean which we, would have we, been a better name for the condom than one uh, the crackhead yeah yeah just putting it yeah. out there somebody um, could could definitely make that global protection corp just just throwing it out there I, you know your boy could do some marketing yeah uh, uh we are both available to give you dumb uh names of sex toys or condoms or yeah we are available mm-hmm. for these purposes. Uh, but yeah, I think this is this is phenomenal because, like, I mean, not only uh, is is like a condom a really good means of preventing pregnancy, it's also really important in terms of like STI prevention and like obviously people of all stripes have anal sex, but like unprotected yeah. anal sex is the highest risk for. HIV because of the nature of the rectum because Damn, uh, you killed him. the the tissue is is particularly like fragile and porous compared to the vagina which has m- much easier time stretching and expanding and you know the mouth also to a degree is sure. <laughs> a little bit it opens and closes etc um, but because of the nature of the rectum yeah it's just a little bit more dangerous for HIV and so it's really important that we have uh, tools to yeah. make anal sex safer for people so that's phenomenal it's the, it's the high viral load of semen and pre-seminal fluid combined with the porous nature of the booty uh-huh. Uh-huh. makes that a particularly dangerous uh way and it, you know it's, i think uh new york times said it was like 1.6 percent likely in anal as opposed to like 0.00 something for vaginal so yeah yeah the the failure rate is incredibly low on condoms and so important when we talk about failure rates with condoms is it's like rarely because of the structure of the condom itself and it has a lot more to do with storing and how Mm -hmm. it gets put on and how it gets taken off and they also make a really big point about this in the fda statement is that this should be used with a condom compatible loop because um the rectum also is not self-lubricating like the mouth and vagina are and so if you want to make uh if you want this to be worthwhile in terms of safety then definitely include a lubricant and put that lubricant on the outside of the condom or the inside of the rectum less so on the inside of the condom because that makes it more likely it'll slide off ah i've heard that that's a a trick they say to use to make the condom a little more um feeling like it's not there I mean, I, you could put like a little bit, right? Because like, like a drop. They're not saying yeah, like, yeah. Get a good like, squeeze in that bitch. That's. <laughs> yeah, because like you know, pre comes gonna lubricate the inside of it too, but like uh, you don't want it to be to such a degree that it could, um, you know, make Slip it out too slippery. Or start to yeah. Leak. Like yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all. No boy, no. But yeah, this but is, yeah, this is great, and it's. A good I mean, thing. it's. It's pretty much identical to all the other like latex type things that are on the market, um, and anything else that wants to get this kind of FDA approval can. And what they're going to end up doing is like basically show evidence that they are comparable to this condom uh, to get their to get their clearance as well. Because 
yep. you know there there are other ones that are already on the path to doing it so this is right. just the first that's and and the other thing is like this is also like a a public health messaging thing because people are more likely to use something when you just remind them what it's for right so if you like market this condom as like for anal sex people are going to be like oh okay versus just like this is being marketed to a different demographic for a different thing than what i'm doing and like right. it just doesn't even feel like it's for me yeah and you know uh always for better uh and, and always for more research into this stuff better ways to prevent uh unintended infection right that's always good but i i think that like the fda here's a good thing i just am pulling out of my ass i <laughs> see because of the whole um the fact that the fda is uh approving it and giving uh some kind of metric on what it takes to be approved it probably is going to green light more research to be done in this area regardless right so it's just more attention begets more attention yeah. and you know now there's an another way to make more money with condoms fair i mean but it's it's like i feel somehow like in many ways we culturally have not been emphasizing condoms for a while that right. i feel like it was a really 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 big deal when i was much younger because i think when we were much younger the risk of hiv was just different like yeah. not that the rates of incidents but just like what what the consequences would be the to consequences get it. and uh people were still shaky on transmission yeah yeah i mean that's that's a good point too so like i feel like it was it was much more likely when i was like personally like first sexually active that like of course you use a condom every time like that's a normalized thing among a lot of the the folks that i ran with mm -hmm. and now i feel like that people are more likely to discuss like being fluid bonded and much more likely to discuss relationships with and without barriers and and it's like sure. I'm I'm glad that we get rid of totems because I think that um, it is important to, as a sexuality educator, just meet people where they are, whatever it is, and mm -hmm. and not act like sex without a barrier is inherently somehow just dangerous and bad because that's not that's not the case either. You can't spread all it sex as is dangerous and bad if okay, you're sure. doing it right. <laughs> sure, yeah, <laughs> but it's like. You know, you can't spread an STI from one person to another if neither one of you has one, right? Like, so right. we, like, just operating from a place of, like, find out what the actual parameters of the situation are. Like, if everybody's getting regularly tested and you guys decide you don't want to use them, like, who am I to tell you otherwise? Right. It's just, like, it will always reduce the risk if you have uh, some kind of barrier. But, like, that has also led to a thing where I just don't think we, like, talk about condoms enough i don't think they're like out and available as easily as they used to be maybe it's because i'm not on a college campus right now yeah <laughs> or that's you're not an olympian yeah that's like the only places where you can get like a bowl full of condoms college mm -hmm. campus or like in the olympic village <laughs> <laughs> the only people who fucking <laughs> that's it i think I, I mean i think the most athletic i've ever been in my life was Oh no! It was in college. Yeah, it was a junior year. I was in a terrible relationship. I had nothing oh. but uh, weights and running. Almost okay. had a six pack. Yeah. Uh, then school came back in session, and I cheated. So uh, anyway. <laughs> okay. All right. So yeah, congratulations to the to the to the condom. Uh, <laughs> and. Uh, you know, I think it's also just important to say that, like, you don't have to specifically use this brand. Like, other ones are going to be approved. If if there's some reason you're like, well, I only want to use that one for anal sex or something. Like, it doesn't have to be like that. Right. Condoms are helpful for this regardless of what brand. So if, if yeah. you have something else available, something else you prefer to use, if that's what you want to use, use that. That's fine. It's totally fine. Yeah, it's just that companies would have been able to get into legal trouble if they mm. marketed their condoms for anal. Yeah. They just had to say these condoms are meant for PIV sex, and uh, anything else was like it's like putting Q-tips in your ears. <laughs> hey, we know you're doing it. We know you're we doing it. Did not tell you to do that. So yeah, when you fuck so hard you can't hear, please don't call us. 
so yeah it's been fine but now these are for the booty see why didn't you call them for the booty with the number four ftb yeah yeah well, ftbs come on man instead Whatever. of we are here giving the game away forget it i don't have no more <laughs> suggestions daryl charles comedy at gmail.com and they, what's your Venmo so they can send you for yeah da- Daryl Charles I think it is or Daryl Dash Charles look listen uh, come find me buy my album I'll show you my Venmo QR QR code <laughs> and uh, then we can really get it popping mm-hmm. alright I love it okay so that uh, seems like a good time to head to our next regular segment and that is fucking idiot fucking brilliant This is fun because uh, I only know the very, I I know very little about this idiot. Oh, Uh, okay. One, because I try not to populate my life with idiots. Mm. And two, because uh, I talked about him to Timory and then I walked away, which is, (laughs) you know, it's, uh, that's some Stockton Malone stuff. I was like, hey, this person's a jerk. What? And I was like, the game is already finished. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, okay, yeah, that's a that's a really good point. Okay, so our first uh our first story in our fucking idiot. Uh I was hanging out with uh with Daryl and with our producer Floyd Vonnegut, and I was like, What am I writing about this week? Uh and they gave me a few ideas, all of which required so much research. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> You're like, why don't why don't you write a an 800 word piece on like what happens to sexuality in times of war? And I was like, oh no, that's like a dissertation. Oh no, I'm gonna have to read so many books. Um, but what we ended up uh, settling on was that uh, the Republican governor of Texas, a surprise to absolutely no one, is a piece of shit, mm. and. Uh, he is a piece of shit in a lot of different ways. Like Greg Abbott is his name and he's been garbage for a long mm-hmm. time and been garbage in a very consistent conservative way. He sued. He was the making o- money off of the garbage that he was being. I'm just talking yeah. about the electric grid and um, stuff, but, but, but that's not what we're talking about today. Oh yeah. He's bad in so many ways. Um, mm-hmm. And he, he sued the Obama's administration like 44 times. Uh, hey, come on. That's, he was just, just trying, trying to, to he was just, just trying, trying to, to match the numbers, shit. baby. Yeah. Little did and then, he know 45 was going to get uh, sued like a thousand and one times. <laughs> well, that guy, like, kept breaking the law. <laughs> <laughs> so there was that. Uh, but yeah, Abbott's like a piece of shit, and he has tried very hard to, like, restrain voting rights and restrain abortion rights. And, like, the. Like, basically, an abortion ban happened under his, uh, his tenure here in Texas, and he's running for a third term and the thing that's happening in texas is they are like racing for the bottom of the barrel to be the worst possibly human and so all of the republicans who are challenging him in the primary are saying he's not conservative enough and they're all just they're gonna like hate immigrants the most you know like who can who can possibly be the most illiterate piece of shit on this panel i've been watching the purge (laughs) let me be governor Ever since it's, that one Democratic lady was governor in that uh, wonderful HBO documentary. Um, was that Ann Richards? I think so. I think that okay. was her name. And she okay. had an actual, like, she had a multicultural, like, uh, cabinet. Like, her office had, like, people of color. Uh, there was different sexual identities and all kinds of stuff. And Carl Rove uh, f- used that information to um, push a lot of jingoism on the people of Texas. Oh. Like, do you know that there's a homosexual in her office? And that's how George Bush became the governor. And he took that yeah. train all the way to the hellscape we are all currently in. That's true. This is very much his fault. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everything mm-hmm. that's happening now. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they are, they Man, are continuing I on their bullshit. Man, I wish I stupid and I didn't care about politics <laughs> or like what's happening in the country and couldn't put the through line in. And I could just be mad at whoever the TV told me to be mad at. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Um, 
So while we were getting mad and yelling at the podcast, because <laughs> the podcast is going to tell you to be mad at. Uh, so the way that Governor Abbott is going to win over uh, the Republican primary, uh, and he has a, like a very safe lead. He's like ahead by like forty five percent. Like it's mm. like he's doing this for no reason. But rather than doing something substantive that is good for the state of Texas or you know solving any of the multitude of infrastructure problems or health or education or mm -hmm. any of those things that would be useful to for Texas families, he has decided to declare that giving trans children gender confirming care counts constitutes child abuse. Yeah. And that anyone who facilitates this care, whether it be like the doctors, the nurses, the the parents, you know, et cetera, can be investigated, should be punished and potentially jailed. And that CPS can be brought in yeah, and possibly yeah. kids taken away from their families. And this is this is stupid on so many levels. And the least of which is he can't do anything like that. He like sent out this directive to all these state agencies, but all the state agencies are like there's already like rules about cps like this change is fucking nothing like so right. this is stupid it's a dumb stunt but on top of that it's just mean and it's just using all of these families as just pawns you know just to like rile up your like incredibly stupid people yeah it's, um, it's yeah. yeah it's to rile up your base and get them to say that they care about a thing it gives them something to talk about right? like i can't I can't imagine being the sort of person who's like, like, oh no, trans kids are getting gender affirming care. I'm right. mad about that. Well, it's never pushed to them like that. Obviously, of course not. It's, yeah, of course not. They tell you that uh, um, there will be no more men left. Yeah, they, and probably they, no more whites. Yeah, yeah, no more whites. Like. Yeah, they're they're turning all the they're turning all the boys to girls, and they're making all the girls sleep with the blacks. Uh, <laughs> sooner or later, there'll be none of us left, and that's what uh -huh. they've wanted the whole time. Uh huh. So th that's what they say <laughs> instead of that's what they say when you ask the question. Hey, when was the last time you spoke to your kids? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So okay, like all right. So let's assume that I am. Not a person who knows about gender affirming care. I've never heard those terms. I don't know what the fuck this is talking about. So let's just say that I don't I don't know what this actually is. And someone is telling me that they're yeah, they're they're forcing, coercing all these kids into mm -hmm. like uh transgender medical care. And I'm sure the image that comes to mind is genital surgery because that's a, all anybody can ever think of yeah. is genital surgery. Yeah. But what and, we're and actually only talking one about type of genital surgery. Oh, yeah. Bet. <laughs> it's the it's the banana peeling of a pee pee that people are worried about. It is, n that's it. Yeah, I doubt they're super concerned about phalloplasties, but like yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um. But just to clarify, what does it mean if you are a gender non-conforming child uh, who states to your parents like that your gender is different than what was assigned at birth, and you would like to have some you know assistance around this what it actually tells there's like standards of care that uh the american medical association the american pediatric association like the pediatric endocrine society like all of these organizations uh support the standards of care for trans kids and basically what you do is you and your family get a bunch of counseling and guidance and therapy and if it is determined that it would be to your health benefits to delay your endogenous puberty, which would be like just the puberty that would happen if if you didn't uh, suppress it, um, they'll put you on hormones that like basically just stop that first puberty from happening. So that is beneficial because puberty fucking blows regardless, mm -hmm. even if you want those secondary sex characteristics, even if you're like, I can't fucking wait for tits. I cannot fucking wait for facial hair or whatever. Even if you are super stoked about, you know, developing into the gender <laughs> you were assigned. I cannot wait to use these balls. <laughs> right? So even if you're stoked on, on your gender, like, puberty still sucks. And it's I, difficult. And it's hard. I was talking to sixth graders today. And let me tell you. Yeah? Puberty is the worst. It's bad on everybody. Mm -hmm. I yeah. earned every dollar. Anyway, 
<laughs> yeah. If you work with people going through puberty, you are you're having a hard time. Yeah. So like puberty's rough and if it's and if it's going to cause your body to change in ways that are going to uh cause dysmorphia. Right. And gender dysmorphia is just like distress. Uh not every trans person experiences dysmorphia, but it's just the distress that comes from uh, bodily things that are not matching up with with your internal gender, and it and it's just like it is a completely avoidable uh, thing because we you don't actually need to go through puberty at a specific time, um, so you can delay puberty, and then and maybe when you are uh, an older teen, you can decide that you want to go further in your gender affirming care, and maybe you want to take some some hormones like that uh, will cause um, basically like secondary sex characteristics that are more affirming right like so if you are a trans boy you would you would like to have maybe a little bit of hair growth maybe a little bit of voice drops some stuff like that none of those are things that are irreversible and I think that's really important to note is that we're not doing irreversible surgeries on kids like for no reason except for we are when we do like circumcision and what we do to like intersex kids but the thing is I'm for freedom and I'm for choice so I don't want these kids choosing what they look like. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, that's the argument. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, you should be forced to experience whatever it is that nature throws at you. Unless, Not just nature, course, whatever your parents throw at you, because that's really yeah. what it boils down to, right? Like, yeah. it's, it's punishing parents for loving their children. Yeah, it's it's or loving their children in a very specific way, uh, and yeah. that specific way would be guided by the child, but they don't sell it that way. They sell it as the schools are forcing them to to think this way and telling them that this is the better way to be, and then the parents are just kind of you know uh, they're idiots who um, are too concerned about tweets to care about wars. And you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, man, <laughs> yeah. In in reality, it is it's so daunting to get healthcare in America. Like, Yo. oh my god, just needing like fucking any tooth care, like whatever. It's so hard. If you think they're just handing out <laughs> genital surgery to people, just like at random, like that's wildly misunderstanding how any of this works. So yeah, what what kids are are, are looking for is like puberty suppression and maybe some hormones and all of this is very much guided by a physician and there's decades of research that this is not only not harmful to children but in fact will dramatically reduce the odds of their depression suicidal ideation attempting suicide um and if you don't already know like uh attempted suicide and suicide are incredibly big problems among trans kids so like why don't we address the actual problem which is trans kids not not uh, making it to adulthood right. instead of this fake problem which is yeah uh, the schools are turning all our kids gay right it's the frogs not the schools damn it mm-hmm. that was a deep track yeah it was on on another one of the uh, people who definitely uh, had a hand in the hellscape that we currently live in even though they've gone on an apology tour wait are we are we talking about Alex Jones still yeah, wait, oh no, I'm sorry, I was confused with Glenn Beck. Fuck oh. both of them. Um, yeah, <laughs> okay. yeah, another one of the people who is, uh, you know, one of the reasons why uh, discourse is so fucking terrible in this country. Yeah, I love that Alex Jones, like, in his arguments and his divorce proceedings, basically just had to be like, this is a character, none of this is real. He had yeah, to state I'm a that comedian. in court documents. <laughs> I'm a comedian, yeah. I'm an entertainer. Mm-hmm. When I tell people I know the real truth, what I'm saying is, ha, 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 buy these vitamins. Yeah. He also, um, doesn't he have to pay the Sandy Hook parents like a bunch of money? Yerp. Yeah, mm-hmm. he got mm-hmm. very sued. He got very sued and they won. Yeah. Um, sorry, so, X Jones, you're a dumb piece of shit. Yeah, I hope you die the day after you pay it off. <laughs> oh, wow. I just really I hope that that Lee signs that last check and has a stroke. <laughs> Amazing! Wow, I'm not asking for this because karma, but wow, I'm hey, laughing at it. Whatever. If I gotta have the stroke the same day, 
The world's a better place. My album's great. It's already out. <laughs> Fuck him. <laughs> yeah. Okay, fair. Yeah. All right, so to go back to this fucking stupid Abbott bullshit, yeah, he, he sent out this directive to state agencies. We'll see what actually is the result because again yeah. cps already has rules and that you know governors don't actually rule by fiat in this way no and, that's um, not the way this government works at all and so we'll see what actually happens but there are a lot of people who are very concerned because this is a part of a lot of laws that are passing that are actually changing people's lives like in the last few months it has escalated dramatically and there are a lot of bills that are making it harder for trans kids to just go to the bathroom safely there are a lot of bills that are basically like just banning trans girls from from partaking in sports which is like such bullshit like all of these things in every single one of these cases the problem that they're they're claiming to address they're not like so for instance you're worried about girls sports great so am i i'm i'm concerned we want to make sure that both teams uh in your in your high school then are funded equally we want to make sure that they have access to similar <laughs> levels of resources we want to make sure that the coach isn't you know preying on the 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 students we want to make sure that their doctor isn't a serial abuser those are the things that you do if you care about girls and women's sports not telling trans girls they don't get to hang out with their friends and play basketball like what yeah well <laughs> i mean you know that sounds like it makes sense to me I don't, I don't know why you would uh bring something like that up it's <laughs> yeah that's the other part about uh i keep trying to make a joke about this on stage and it never it never goes anywhere but that's the it's a shitty part about being knowledgeable. It's just like you have to hear stupidity over and over again and then decide how much time out of your life you're going to take to say the same old thing. And uh, look, we I all almost it. died. <laughs> I'm tired. Yeah. I'm tired. And it's so, oh man, I'm tired. And I, 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 I have the bandwidth for the people I love and for everybody else. I'm not even going to give you a hearty handshake. I'm just going to tell you every villain is the hero of their own story. And I'm going to move the fuck on. Mm. I, man, I did that that whole tour. Anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> just that those are some sound points you're making. Every villain is the hero of their own story. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think it's, yeah, that's fair. Um, but I guess what I want to conclude the story with is that like there are things we can do and the first thing we can do is not fall for this bullshit so even yeah. if there is some random conservative libertarian person who listens to this in which case bless you uh, stranger sure. um, think about what your actual values are and is your primary value like do you actually care about girl sports if so again like I said do the things that support you know, girl sports. If you are actually concerned about safety in bathrooms, it seems like a really good time to support, you know, like consent training, perhaps just like infrastructure things in school bathrooms would be yeah. important. More like just like single stalls. stalls. Yeah. Um, it, Which, it might be, yeah. it might be helpful to just in general, uh, do sexuality training for all students of all genders because like, all uh, students, we need... all teachers, all administrators, yeah. all doctors. Yeah all janitors, all priests, you know. And just to, like, make sure we're all on the same page about what consent looks like. Mm -hmm. And, uh... And you start you know, that as like early that. as possible. Yeah. So you make yeah. sure that, like, kindergarten kids don't punch each other in the fucking face. You don't start yeah. a fucking baby fight club, which is... Uh, I have no idea if this is true or not, but every few years there's an article about some fucking hard place that, like, they let their babies fight. It's like, yeah, you, you start consent training there and you say, that's not, that's not your body. Don't touch it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So in lieu of like being suddenly very concerned with, um, trans kids and, and all of that, like it, it, if you don't like gender diversity, if you don't like diversity of sexual orientations, whatever, I, I don't think I can change your mind on that. I can't talk you into being a good person but <laughs> what i can tell you is to just fucking not worry about it right like if you're somehow sitting there and just roiling over the fact that there are people dressing in skirts even though they have penises or whatever like just don't care yeah, just, <laughs> just decide not to care just don't like, drink scotch <gasps> move on 
If you don't like Scottish people, oh, don't okay. drink scotch. Okay. All right. Yeah. They've been That's penis and skirting for years, centuries even. Yeah. yeah. They. So you know, hey, um, I don't know who it was that said it, but I believe the quote is "Do unto others as you would have them do unto you," and I think, uh, it's just leave people to fuck alone. Yeah, if you if you see someone making a mistake in their life, whether it be like they're choosing a career that they won't be happy in or they're committing to, you know, an institution that ultimately will fail them mm. <laughs> or you think that like their gender choices are wrong, maybe mind your fucking business. I mean, there's mind your fucking business and, you know, especially if that person's life doesn't affect you at all. I I have all of the time in the world for my loved ones. I will have these conversations with my loved ones. That is part of natural discourse. I was just hanging out with family yesterday. We were screaming at each other about a Ooh. bunch of different things. But that is the way that uh, my Caribbean family fucking expresses love through through yelling and uh, completely disavowing each other. But but that's who you have those conversations with. This is the same thing that I uh, man when uh, when all of my uh, uh, white friends were not all of but when many of my white friends were uh, letting me know that they know that I'm black after George Floyd died, that was my one answer to him. It was like I don't know what to do. Uh, talk to the white people you know. I don't. Why why would you bring me up? I'm alive, and I'm not one of the people who killed the guy. Like talk to the people who remind you of the killers don't talk to the people who remind you of the victims mm. so yeah talk to your loved ones change their minds you have way more influence on your dad than I do mm. yeah yeah that's a really good point and, and I would just recommend to everybody regardless of like where you stand politically to not fall for these dumb stunts mm-hmm like don't vote in people who don't who do these like political grandstanding things that don't actually substantively help anyone that don't change lives in any meaningful way and even if you like, want to vote for just don't fall for it acknowledge that this is bullshit and it doesn't matter and you know just say that that's a dumb thing they did yeah yeah if you make think it, so make it difficult and embarrassing to do dumb shit like this. Yo, there was a video I, I retweeted of um, a lady screaming Rick Scott out of a Starbucks. <laughs> that was good stuff. Nipples hard, baby. It was fantastic. About, like, taking away your health care? Yeah. Because like, he refused Obamacare. It's like, mm. you took away my Medicare because you refused Obamacare. And then, like, the aide was like, can I talk to you? She's like, I'm not even talking to you, son. Ooh, 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 man! Yeah, I, I, yeah, I've said it before, but like you know, I can't do anything to a senator, but I think that uh, the bad ones should always be fearful that they're spitting their food mm-hmm. for the rest of their life. If they don't make the food, they should anticipate groin in it. That's fair. Yeah, I think that's the only way we can get back at them. Smegma. And now, like, Dr. Oz is going to be running in Pennsylvania, despite <laughs> the fact he's not here. And mm. <laughs> and I'm just like, mm-hmm, we're going to we're going to have to do some Pennsylvania shit. To him. Somebody's spitting his club soda, man. <laughs> Whatever it is. Yeah. I don't even know. Does he drink liquids? Who knows? <laughs> Probably just supplements. <laughs> Does. Does anything that benignly evil even need sustenance? <laughs> Powered on the like, disinformation of others? Yeah, it just lives off of money itself. <laughs> 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 All right, well, I think that's a good time to transition to our final uh, regular segment, yeah. which is fucking brilliant. Hey, look at that. We're, we're ending on a high note, everybody. Yeah, we're trying, we're trying. Yeah, this is some good stuff. Uh, This is a fun story, and it is also relevant to everyone who has a device that you can yell at and it'll talk back to you. Mm -hmm. Um, So there are so many of these, like, uh, digital assistants, like a Siri, like Alexa, Cortana, etc., 
where they by default speak with female sounding voices and they have sort of female sounding names and part of the reason that that happens is the like most of the teams responsible for building this are kind of lacking in necessary diversity and it just sort of reinforces the idea that the the female is available for doing your bidding at any time and can take your abuse and that sort of thing and and some of these digital assistants are even kind of like flirty submissives and 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 that kind of thing and it and mm. it's it's just sort of reinforcing gender stereotypes in the way that a lot of tech does in the way that like you know google image results do just a lot of these dumb ways that are just sort of built in because the people putting it together don't understand uh, the diversity of humanity right. but the good news is don't value the good it. news is they, they could very yeah. well understand it they don't value it and they don't anticipate that in the plans that they make for these things and they don't put checks in for that stuff that's a very good point that's a very yeah. good distinction um, but apple has developed a new siri voice that is going to be a part of its ios 15.4 software and it doesn't sound obviously male or female and i believe the name is quinn yes um and it is going to be a gender neutral voice and like one of the first few where it's just uh included as an option you don't have to specifically seek it out it'll just be it'll be one of your choices so that is rad because like they have they have been listening to some of the feedback about how siri's voice uh you know is it doesn't sound like a lot of people it sounds very specific yeah um and there's like a lacking of diversity in general in in digital technology but um yeah this is good yeah it's good it's, i mean again it's more diversity more variety uh i changed the voice of my preferred digital assistant um just because i felt like it uh it felt a little weird for like a day and then i completely forgot i did it you know what i might change it again um i might make it a dude i don't know whatever let's get crazy uh, I'm going to see it, hmm? if I can play this. So I've got it on my laptop right now. I'm not sure if y'all will be able to hear it or not. I don't know what speaker this is going to come out of, but we're going to just give this a shot. No, you... Could you hear that? I heard you. Okay, I'm going to do that one more time. See, that's different. It's that is different. obviously... Yeah, it's not obviously male or female. It is not obviously male or female. That's, that's good. Um, it's, uh, I, yeah. It, um, for for many of the that sounds like some of the people I've met who I do not know if they are obviously male or female. That's, it's pretty <laughs> yeah. good. Yeah, and uh, Apple says that the voice was recorded by someone who is a part of the LGBTQ community. Well, look at um, that. So. Like an actual human person got work as a result of this, uh, and they'll be able to do the voice in uh, French, German, Spanish, Chinese, Japanese, and Korean as well. Look so, at that! The person can say "roundabout" if you want. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's lovely, and that's and like there's there's some other examples like Apple uh, added Siri responses about Black Lives Matter and about Stop Asian Hate, and. Uh, apparently introduced strong responses to abusive gender or sexuality based utterances so that's nice um, it is nice it's funny I um, yeah when uh, a relative uh, first came to my home and noticed that we had an echo they decided to abuse it verbally and uh, the echo quickly called them out on it and it was a great oh. moment what happened? Like, what did I, it, what I did it say? I don't remember. That's the thing. I don't remember. I think it was like, uh, Alexa, are you stupid? And it was like, um, I can't remember what it said, but it said something that made everybody go, oop. <laughs> 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 like, it had a little bite back. Like, you know, I know you are for one of mine, some shit like that. I don't know. But it's <laughs> it, it said something that made the abuse stop. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because it was like, oh. Because, well, you know, whatever, you know, the, the the tried and true way to defeat a bully is to not show that you're affected by the abuse and to throw oh. it right back at the bully. And oh. again, this is something you could you can program for. Right. Mm -hmm. It's water off a duck's back. And also, I'm more clever than you are. 
Yeah. I mean, I've I've personally like my personal response to weird shitty bullying. Uh, it depends on the type. I get a lot of like middle-aged white men who who like to talk to me like I'm very dumb. Ah. And then I will just ratchet up the like, "Oh my god, I didn't know that." <laughs> and then I'll just like walk away. Right. And then that'll be like the end of that. It'll be like Wait, mm-hmm. <laughs> was she being rude? <laughs> Wait a minute, she was acting like I thought she would. Or, or the other thing is, if someone will say something like really mean as an aside, and then they expect you to like be heard by it, I'll just go, "Uh, what, what was that? I didn't hear you." And they have to say it again, and like, "What? Um, one more, one more time. What? Do it um, again." <laughs> And mm-hmm. then they say it the third time, and, and there's less joy in their lives when they do it. And they go, oh. And then just move on to the rest of the conversation to some other person. Those are my personal faves. Yeah. Uh, the best way to deal with someone who wants negative attention is to ignore them and then have fun with everyone else. Mm, mm, it mm. works with children. Mm. I did it to sixth graders today. <laughs> it also works with adults. Okay. Um, when someone's doing something you don't want them to and it's causing a distraction, you'd be like, hey, you enjoy yourself. And then you just ignore them completely. And man, I mean, you know, in these day and age, <laughs> they might go get a gun. But but the thing is, mm. they won't win the verbal war. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, now I just need uh, something to do and someone comes up and like does an ass slap or like yeah that's that's where I'm just like I just turn and I look and I'm just like yeah (laughs) but it's like it really depends on how drunk they are and how entitled they feel to that because like it still happens where someone will do it and they think that it's like this is a fun time and we're doing this because this is fun and I'll just be like just stare and then some of them have enough self-awareness they're like just hit a stranger right <laughs> you're a complete wow i'm a real piece of shit like yeah I, i'd probably say something like in the year of our lord 2022 <laughs> or sometimes they'll be like because uh i think there's a fair number of people who are uh either women or they're gay men or something etc like that where they think they're it doesn't mean meme. anything and i'm like to whom how did it change the experience for me? <laughs> to valuable people. It doesn't mean anything to valuable people. It's it's um uh, I lost a couple of uh Twitter followers uh over the weekend because I kept retweeting uh all of the instances of uh anti-black racism that's happening to uh Ukrainian uh refugees who happen to be black. And mm. uh it's very funny to me. Uh, that someone would follow me because I had some kind of a liberal joke and then uh, stop following me because uh, I also care about uh, other things, other other forms of discrimination. Oh. Like, yeah. Anyway. This is, this is interesting. It's okay. good times. All right. Well, everyone should follow Daryl on Twitter also. It's like you get to see Idris Elba at bare minimum once a day. Yo, at least. Yo, hey, he's an attractive (laughs) man. What do you want me to do? Nothing. I keep it up. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a fan. You're one of my favorite Twitter followers. (laughs) (laughs) It's good stuff. Yeah. Um, all right. Yeah, so shout out to Apple. We will give you your kudos the exact one time you deserve it. For the thing that you did. Which is great. Yeah. 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 I mean, you know, we give you... Look, you can earn a spot on fucking Brilliant. You can earn a spot on fucking Idiot. Mm. They're just... They are rankings. You decide. It's it's like, I didn't give you a grade. You earned it. Oh. Somebody's been working with kids lately. I don't know what you're talking about, dog. Yeah. Anyway. (laughs) I need money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. Yep, yep, yep. Familiar with that. Um, brilliant. All right. Well, Speaking of uh, which, Dr. Timory, where yeah. can people find you to give you money? 
Oh, that's a great question, Daryl. Uh, yeah, you can go to drtimmery.com. That's D-R-T-I-M-A-R-E-E.com. And there you can find on the blog links to news stories, including the things that we discussed on the show, uh, articles that I have written, and you can also find my upcoming events. We've got a bunch of cool burlesque things happening. Uh, March through May, we've got Philadelphia Burlesque Battle Royale, which is basically like the project runway of burlesque. So it's a bunch of like newer performers who are going to be challenged to make a new piece every single week. And you can come watch and root for the, all these new kids and like find your favorites and all that. Nice. We've got a ton of cool shows coming up. In April, we're going to have another Get You a Babe Who Can Do Both. Um, there's Slut Church, if you like kinky metal burlesque. We've got so many cool events. So drtimmery.com. You can follow me on the Instagrams and on the Twitter, and et cetera. And all of that stuff should be there. Mm-hmm. How about you, Daryl? Where can I buy your album, Black Gentrifier, and see your upcoming dates? You can buy my album on Bandcamp. You can buy my album on Apple Music. You can buy my album on Spotify. Can you buy things on Spotify? Listen, there, if you if you can stream it, you can send money my way. And mm-hmm. um, you can also come see me live. My dates are on DarylComedy.com. That's Daryl Comedy. My name is spelled D-A-R-R-Y-L. Thankfully, there's no other Daryl who had the foresight to take Daryl comedy. Um, one date I will highlight is uh, April 2nd. Uh, I will be headlining uh, straight No Chaser, Delaware's longest running stand-up comedy show uh, at uh, Cool J's uh, in Bear, Delaware. So tell everyone in Delaware to come there. Um, everyone in Delaware. That'll be a good time. Uh that's stand-up. I also do improv. I'll be performing with comedy sports in March and very likely April and May and June and July. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> I work. Um, but I yeah, all the dates are going to be on DarylComedy.com. I love it. I love it. Awesome. Well, thank you everybody for listening. Thank you for supporting the show. Going on nine? Yeah, I think we're here. It'll be nine years in May. Mm-hmm. Um, amazing. Still don't know when we'll be back in Meat Space, but we'll let you know as soon as we know. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, thank you to our editor and producer, Flirt Vonnegut. As always. And uh, we will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. And you ain't hanging with the team if you ain't down to fuck. <laughs> <laughs>